Chapter Twenty Two of the Scalp Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Scalp Hunters by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Twenty Two. A Fate a la Tale. I had fallen into a sort of reverie. My mind was occupied with the incidents I had just witnessed when a voice, which I recognized as that of old Rube, roused me from my abstraction. "'Look ye here, boys! Tain't often as old Rube waste lead, but I'll bet that injun shot, or ye may cut my ears off.' A loud laugh hailed this allusion of the trapper to his ears, which, as we have observed, were already gone, and so closely had they been trimmed that nothing remained for either knife or shears to accomplish how will you do it rube cried one of the hunters shoot the mark off o your own head i'll let ee see if ee wait replied rube stalking up to a tree and taking from its rest a long heavy rifle which he proceeded to wipe out with care the attention of all was now turned to the manoeuvres of the old trapper conjecture was busy as to his designs what feat could he perform that would eclipse the one just witnessed no one could guess i'll beat it continued he muttering as he loaded his piece or he may chop the little finger off old rube's right paw another peal of laughter followed as all perceived that this was the finger that was wanting e s continued he looking at the faces that were around him e may scalp me if i don't this last remark elicited fresh roars of laughter for although the catskin was closely drawn upon his head all present knew that old rube was minus his scalp but how are you going to do it tell us that old hoss e see this do e asked the trapper holding out a small fruit of the cactus pitahaya which he had just plucked and cleaned of its spikelets ay ay cried several voices in reply e do do e well e see tain't half as big as the injun squash e see that do e oh certainly any fool can see that well suppose i plug it at sixty plump centre wah cried several with shrugs of disappointment stick it on a pole and any of us can do that said the principal speaker here's barney could knock it off with his old musket couldn't you barney in truth and i would try answered a very small man leaning upon a musket and who was dressed in a tattered uniform that had once been sky-blue i had already noticed this individual with some curiosity partly struck with his peculiar costume but more particularly on account of the redness of his hair which was the reddest i had ever seen it bore the marks of a severe barrack discipline that is it had been shaved and was now growing out of his little round head short and thick and coarse in the grain and the color of a scraped carrot there was no possibility of mistaking barney's nationality in trapper phrase any fool could have told that what had brought such an individual to such a place i asked this question and was soon enlightened he had been a soldier in a frontier post one of uncle sam's sky blues he had got tired of pork and pipe clay accompanied with a too liberal allowance of the hide in a word barney was a deserter what his name was i know not but he went under the appellation of o'cork 
barney o'cork a laugh greeted his answer to the hunter's question any of us continued the speaker could plug the persimmon that away but that's a mighty heap o difference when you squints through hindsights at a girl like yon you're right dick said another hunter it makes a fellow feel queery about the joints holy vismint and wasn't she a real beauty exclaimed the little irishman with an earnestness in his manner that set the trappers roaring again pish cried rube who had now finished loading you're a set of channering fools that's what you are who palavered about a post i've got an old squaw as well's the injun she'll hold the thing for this child she will squaw you a squaw yes hoss i has a squaw i wouldn't swap for two of his'n i'll make tracks and fetch the old woman shut up your heads and wait will ye so saying the smoky old sinner shouldered his rifle and walked off into the woods i in common with others latecomers who were strangers to rube began to think that he had an old woman there were no females to be seen about the encampment but perhaps she was hid away in the woods the trappers however who knew him seemed to understand that the old fellow had some trick in his brain and that it appeared was no new thing for him we were not kept long in suspense in a few minutes rube was seen returning and by his side the old woman in the shape of a long lank bare-ribbed high-boned mustang that turned out on close inspection to be a mare this then was rube's squaw and she was not at all unlike him excepting the ears she was long-eared in common with all her race the same as that upon which quixote charged the windmill the long ears caused her to look mulish but it was only in appearance she was a pure mustang when you examined her attentively she seemed to have been at an earlier period of that dun yellowish color known as claybank a common color among mexican horses but time and scars had somewhat metamorphosed her and gray hairs predominated all over particularly about the head and neck these parts were covered with a dirty grizzle of mixed hues she was badly wind-broken and at stated intervals of several minutes each her back from the spasmodic action of the lungs heaved up with a jerk as though she were trying to kick with her hind legs and couldn't she was as thin as a rail and carried her head below the level of her shoulders but there was something in the twinkle of her solitary eye for she had but one that told you she had no intention of giving up for a long time to come she was evidently game to the backbone such was the old woman rube had promised to fetch and she was greeted by a loud laugh as he led her up now look ye here boys said he halting in front of the crowd ye may larf and gabble and grin till you're sick in the guts yer may but this child's a gwine to take the shine out o that injun's shot he is or bust a tryin several of the bystanders remarked that this was likely enough and that they only waited to see in what manner it was to be done no one who knew him doubted old rube to be as in fact he was one of the very best marksmen in the mountains fully equal perhaps to the indian but it was the style and circumstances which had given such eclat to the shot of the latter it was not every day that a beautiful girl could be found to stand fire as the squaw had done and it was not every hunter who would have ventured to fire at a mark so placed the strength of the feet lay in its newness and peculiarity 
the hunters had often fired at the mark held in one another's hands there were few who would like to carry it on their head how then was rube to take the shine out of that engine's shot this was the question that each was asking the other and which was at length put directly to rube himself shut up your meat traps answered he and i'll show ee in the fust place then e all see that this here prickly ain't more'n half the size of the squash yes sartinly answered several voices that were one circumstance in his favor wa'n't it it were it were well here's another the injun e see shot his mark off o the head now this child's a gwine to knock his'n off the tail could your injun do that eh boys no no do that beat him or do it not then it beats him it does far better hooray vociferated several voices amidst yells of laughter no one dissented as the hunters pleased with the joke were anxious to see it carried through rube did not detain them long leaving his rifle in the hands of his friend garry he led the old mare up towards the spot that had been occupied by the indian girl reaching this he halted we all expected to see him turn the animal with her side towards us thus leaving her body out of range it soon became evident that this was not the old fellow's intention it would have spoiled the look of the thing had he done so and that idea was no doubt running in his mind choosing a place where the ground chanced to be slightly hollowed out he led the mustang forward until her forefeet rested in the hollow the tail was thus thrown above the body having squared her hips to the camp he whispered something at her head and going round to the hind quarters adjusted the pair upon the highest curve of the stump he then came walking back would the mare stand no fear of that she had been trained to stand in one place for a longer period than was now required of her the appearance which the old mare exhibited nothing visible but her hind legs and buttocks for the mules had stripped her tail of the hair had by this time wound the spectators up to the risible point and most of them were yelling stop your giggle goggle will yer said rube clutching his rifle and taking his stand the laughter was held in no one wishing to disturb the shot now old targuts don't waste your fodder muttered the trapper addressing his gun which the next moment was raised and levelled no one doubted but that rube would hit the object at which he was aiming it was a shot frequently made by western riflemen that is a mark of the same size at sixty yards and no doubt rube would have done it but just at the moment of his pulling trigger the mare's back heaved up in one of its periodic jerks and the pitahaya fell to the ground but the ball had sped and grazing the animal's shoulder passed through one of her ears the direction of the bullet was not known until afterwards but its effect was visible at once for the mare stung in her tenderest part uttered a sort of human-like scream and wheeling about came leaping into camp kicking over everything that happened to lie in her way the yells and loud laughing of the trappers the odd ejaculations of the indians the vayas and vivas of the mexicans the wild oaths of old rube himself all formed a medley of sounds that fell strangely upon the ear and to give an idea of which is beyond the art of my pen End of chapter 22